0: what would you know if you could remember all of your past lives and everything in between well you'd probably know a lot about the universe about our world but of course that's not possible for us except perhaps there's an individual or maybe several individuals who have access to that information now when i heard about matthias de stefano who makes that claim i was skeptical I don't believe that that's possible but then i started listening to what he had to say about our nine-dimensional existence and it correlated with everything that i have figured out through my own 22 years of psychedelic and plant medicine explorations so i thought to myself hmm maybe there's something to this and then after spending two days with him podcasting with him not only is what he's saying resonating deeply with my own truth meter it's also how he's saying it he just comes across with that radical authenticity and humor and candor that really makes me question wow maybe what he's saying really is exactly like it is so i invite you guys to come to this podcast with an open mind and see for yourself see if what he's saying makes sense to you I can't wait to share this episode with Matias de Stefano. But before we get started, a word from our sponsors. First up, we have Inside Tracker. So, as many of you know, I founded a company called Onnit based upon total human optimization, and so many of the tools that we have are beneficial to bring you to an optimal state of performance. But one of the challenges with that is sometimes you need quantification. Sometimes you need to understand what specifically You need to work on. And to do that, you need some support. And one of the best services to come about is called Inside Tracker. Our good friend Andrew Huberman backs them and supports them. They really go through a comprehensive analysis of not only your blood work, but your lifestyle and everything that's going on to give you a clear view and some recommendations on how to bring you to an optimal state of performance. So I encourage you guys to check it out it was founded by a bunch of top leading scientists in aging genetics biometrics they have algorithms that analyze your body's data there's some really strong science-backed recommendations for your diet lifestyle changes it's really customized bespoke advice and can be really valuable so if you're interested for a limited time you can get 25 percent off the entire inside tracker store go to insidetracker.com/amp. Once again, insidetracker.com/amp for 25% off. And lastly, we have on it. This is the foundation where I've put all of the information, tools, techniques, everything that I could think of to help optimize the human body. That's where it lives, onit.com. So please check it out. We have so many different things, from Alpha Brain to optimize cognitive performance, to Shroom Tech Sport to optimize physical performance, to the Total Human, which is another level of what people think of when they think of a multivitamin, to all of the training methodologies and training tools, and even just the information that we have available at the Onnit Academy blog. So please check it out. Onnit.com/Aubrey gives you ten percent off of all of these tools and all of these training programs. And it's truly the best that myself, all the top athletes, all the top doctors could come up with. These are things that people can use to just bring themselves to the very best version of themselves. onitcom slash Aubrey for 10% off always. Once again, onnit.com slash Aubrey. And now an uninterrupted podcast with Matthias DiStefano. Matthias, i've been looking forward to this conversation for a long time i'm glad you're here thanks for coming
1: thank you for inviting me
0: yeah so i always default to things a little bit skeptical you know i like to i'm open-minded but i'm always skeptical because i've seen a lot of people who pretend they have access to a lot of information they claim to be a certain thing and i listen to what they say and it doesn't sound quite right But every once in a while, there's someone who, what they say just resonates. And I feel it as truth in my body, like if someone was playing a guitar that was in tune and it just sounds right. And when you described the nine-dimensional cosmology, it mirrored everything that I felt in my bones from 22 years of psychedelic journeys, especially the last 12 years of ayahuasca experiences. What you were saying made sense. And I had corollaries to visions that I'd had and experiences and a felt sense of things. And I was like, "All right, maybe this guy Matthias is telling the truth. Maybe he really does remember his past lives. So, tell us about that. When did you first realize that you could remember existences beyond this current one?" As Matthias De Stefano.
1: Well, I'm glad that you could feel it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you could resound. Um, well, <clears throat> what you say about the dimensions? I um, there are many ways of explaining. Uh, things uh, so sometimes depending on the people you explain in on, on one way or another i used to say that i don't have the truth i have seen one slice of it and i share it and no one re- no one really has the complete truth is impossible <laughs> um this is a puzzle and uh,
0: well because only everyone and everything can have the complete truth that's the exactly. re- that's
1: the reason for the whole thing all uh, the different perspectives right? uh, exactly yeah Um, So um, that's why we need to share them so we can complete the puzzle. The thing is, uh, well, I was also born in a family that was skeptical, uh, no religion at all, nothing, uh, all atheists, um, no spirituality, nothing. Mm. Um, So for me, for my family, for my environment, it was always me being very creative. Creative, very imaginative. Um, I was telling these stories that I remember from other times, from other dimensions, from other places. But I didn't call it dimensions or lives. Or I just was telling what I knew, mm-hmm. and for them was like, oh, so interesting and just a really creative yeah. boy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that 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 was it. Uh, so um, in my family, no one ever told me shut up don't say these things or don't share that because there was no uh cultural um background to tell what was wrong so it's almost
0: better that your family wasn't religious or catholic because they would have probably tried to smash what was happening and it's probably why you chose them as a family too
1: yeah of course yeah i i i just had that environment that was nice was good for me so when i started to to explain to share uh what i had was um, natural for me to tell to my mom or um, also to my companions in class uh, at, at school. Uh, there was a teacher that saw the aura, so I was talking to her all the time. So it was um, it was not a complicated thing mm-hmm. for me to accept. Um, really, what I th- felt was that that was normal, that everyone was like this, but nobody could remember. Mm -hmm. that they were like that yeah um and when i was growing up i i understood that i was different but not because i was special but because i just had the environment that allowed me to keep that alive i don't know man i had the environment that would have allowed
0: me to keep that alive i can't remember (laughs) any past lives you know it's why do you think you you Mm. know and why do you think you had the access? It seems like that's part of the agreement. Part of the agreement is yeah. we forget so that we can remember. But you were like, nah, I'm not signing that agreement. <laughs> I'm coming in and I'm remembering. And they, and I think that's important because we need we need this information. But, well, w- I guess, but why are you?
1: Uh, I guess that this is something um, we usually put a very heavy weight in a cultural aspect and religious aspect regarding if someone makes us forget, or if we should remember, or something like that, and um, my guides, my inner self, usually try to tell me reality is much more easier, and the best way to understand the universe is to know how works by bi- how biology works. Mm-hmm. So, if you go to your body, you will understand what is happening in the entire cosmos. It's almost the same.
0: <clears throat> so, like what Rumi said, you know, we are not. A drop in the ocean we are the ocean in a drop yeah so if you want to know the ocean look at your drop
1: exactly yeah so when you look in yourself you will see that you are made by many cells thousands of cells and each one is specified trillions themselves trillions and and each one of them is specified in specific actions so there is one in the liver that is acting to process some food. Uh, there is the neuron to share information and so on. So there are specific neurons dedicated to memory and there are specific neurons to, dedicated to the heartbeat, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, and also cells. So cells, neurons, everything inside the body is specified in, in different stuff. What would happen if every cell, once they say, we want to be like the heart, so you die. Mm -hmm. you don't exist anymore so we need to be different some of us need to remember is in our nature and Mm -hmm. for others their nature is not to remember so they can work in what they are doing in their organs so what
0: you're saying is you're looking at all of life as one organism Mm -hmm. and the specialization of the cells just like we have in our body some are some cells in this organism of the universe are designed to remember and yeah. some are designed not to remember. Exactly. And that's how it all works. But in, we all have memory. Accord. Right.
1: That's for sure because the cell regeneration, the cells know, know what to do. They know the path, they know inside the inner truth because we all come from the same cell, uh, the mother mm. cell. So all the cells has the entire information, but they know how to activate specific information otherwise the organ will die. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there is a lot of people that need to hold that organ uh, in order for the rest to work. Um, That's why not all of us can remember, just some. But the thing is that there are many that remember. There are thousands, it's not me, there are thousands thousands of neurons dedicated to memory, but maybe thousands of them, they don't have a voice. Mm. They they are not in programs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yep. But they are there.
0: Interesting. So tell us about specifically when did you start realizing and remembering specific lives, not just the stories, but you started to have an understanding like, okay, mm-hmm. I lived here in Chem. Mm -hmm. i know i lived here in in this place tell us about some of these existences that you started to remember yourself existing in
1: the first uh time that i started to remember was when i was 11 12 years old i don't know exactly but um was that age and i started to uh it was history class at school i i I was in, in school in argentina and um and the teacher gave us a paper with ancient civilizations, uh, 3000 BC and so on, huh? you know, origin of Egypt and mm-hmm. that. And so I was looking at it and and I started to have a headache um, and I couldn't see the pyramids as it was in the picture. I could, I, I saw it in a very different way. Uh, I couldn't see the Sphinx as, as it was. Um, I saw everything completely different and i was standing at it observing that in the body of a woman and besides me was my partner and i was worried about something so that was my first memory Mm. and almost like
0: a flashback experience
2: yes yeah
1: it's like when you realize that you had a trauma and suddenly you said oh this is why yeah. i cannot do this yeah, or yeah, that yeah, yeah. you yeah. know it was like that flashback and very heavy headache so it started like that and and all was emotional emotions emotions that uh, so, sometimes people think that i started to remember ancient civilizations no i i remember my son my husband my mother my grandmother mm. um my family my my friends And through them, I could understand the environment. Right. So it was not that I was just remembering data. I was remembering emotions. The first thing that I remember was emotions. Mm. And through the emotions, I could understand the culture, the language, everything that was happening there. And since I was 12 years old, I started to live like parallel lives, like this life here and the other one that... I was remembering like every day, like if it was a life, like wow. if I was living that life in parallel, but sometimes I remember when I was a child, sometimes when I was an adult and suddenly some flashes came from other ages, from other times that I couldn't really understand or explain, uh, Norway, uh, 900 years ago, or suddenly other planet in other completely different system. Um, and, and it started to be worse and worse. I say worse because I couldn't focus in this reality. I, mm-hmm. I couldn't um, keep going with my studies normally. Uh, sometimes I, for, I, I was forgetting who was my mom, her name, uh, because if I, I knew so many others. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was really confusing and, and chaotic. And mm, that was the first life, which was in Khem, uh, now called Egypt. And um, after that, when I was 16 years old... And, how, and what and what time period was Chem? Chem was around 12,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before the flood, after the flood? Um, it was in the middle, because yeah. it was a Atlantan colony before the flood. Uh-huh. And then it became a country by itself uh, after the flood.
0: Yeah. So yeah. first, that was the first... And a lot of the information that you have was from from that civilization because that's the civilization that actually, you went to history class in that civilization like you did in this civilization to learn about Atlantis, right?
1: Yeah, it was, everything in the universe is so aligned. So it was prepared for me to see that image in that moment specifically because when I was 12 years old in that time, in that life, my dad died and I, I was in charge of his work, uh, in basically with 12 years old. So that's why I was so worried because I was only 12 mm-hmm. and I was in charge of a village completely. And, and um, all that situation there was like um, pushing me to, um, to, to understand the whole the whole civilization, the, the whole thing, and um, uh, the, the main thing that, 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 uh, that, that happened for me here is that at 12 years old, I see the image of the same thing that I saw when I was 12 years old, mm-hmm. worried, so it's like a memory cell of something that tells me uh, this is the story you need to remember. This yeah. is the story that will help you to understand what is happening now. Also, because in time 12,000 years ago and now today is a, is a straight line in time. So it's easier to connect with that timeline to know what is happening now because it's the mirror time of what happened 12,000 years ago. Mm. So also because of that, I had to remember that moment or I was able to remember that.
0: Yeah when we're about to dive into the nine dimensions when you under as your understanding of the nine dimensions is is that largely from this life that you had in chem and the in the teachings and the understandings you had there or is it pulled from many of your different other different lives
1: well it's it was like this when we were in chem we were taught about all this but in a very different way because it has a very cultural and religious point of view so Mm -hmm. Uh, the nine dimensions were called the nine tiers of Mahas. That was the main universe, the main God. Um, And uh, the the way in which they were spread was through sound and music. And the explanations were very human. Mm -hmm. But when I I started to remember all this, for me it was like, I had no idea what is happening. I had no idea what is all this information about. And when I was 16 years old in this life... Um, I was so lost, so scared that suddenly I, I started to feel my higher self coming inside the room and everything started to change. And he said his name, his vibration, and touched my third eye. And in that moment, I could feel the dimensions, mm. uh, like everything and expanding everywhere. It's like like having ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking ayahuasca but without ayahuasca (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) just with the higher self yeah and um it was a it was a trip it was it was immense and in that moment beyond time beyond lives beyond experiences Uh in my past lives you just had the truth i could connect uh that and it was the network it was like connecting the dots so i could yeah
0: so it wasn't necessarily from a memory of a particular existence it was your higher self downloading basically this information to giving you access to it when you say the higher self what does that mean to Mm. you and we might we'll probably land there in our nine in our nine dimensional map Mm -hmm. but to you what is the higher self what is that
1: well to put it in a human word um uh, religious people say god um and science people say the sun. So let's call the god sun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so both both of them is it's the same thing, but both of them is only one thing that shines. So this shiny thing has many rays of light that goes everywhere. So every ray of light is what we call um, what we call higher self, mm. which is A high expression of the divine, but in different perspectives. Mm
0: -hmm. Different articulation. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's like the rays of the sun. Then the rays of the sun, they are made up with information, which are the photons, the particles of light. So that's what we could call the souls. The souls are the ones that brings information from one place to another, going through everything. So Photons. And then when it finds um, crystals like water, like some um, uh, carbon or something like this, the ray of light divides itself in different harmonies, in different um, frequencies. Mm -hmm. So you can see the rainbow. So the rainbow is like different lives, like different aspects of the self. Mm -hmm. For example, me, Mm Matthias, is one of them, one of those colors.
0: One frequency, one color.
1: Exactly. So I am one of those colors, but I have six more around. Mm -hmm. Let's say more. Let's say 11 more than me because it's 12 colors, actually. So um, there are 11 people that are part of my higher self, which is one ray of light from the sun, which is God. So if you multiply that for every ray of the sun you have millions, trillions of higher selves that express themselves in different personalities or frequencies that we call me Mm -hmm. (laughs) or you. Yeah. So um, what we are is basically a distortion projected from the light, distorted projection from the light. And that's the higher self.
0: You say, I mean, we have some connotations around distorted. It doesn't mean bad. Distorted no, it doesn't mean wrong. That. It means just... A, a rainbow way, is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, a way in which some obstruction, some obstruction, the light hits it, and then it, like a prism almost. Exactly, You yeah. know, that, that we actually usually creates that.
1: We usually call darkness to the things that distort because darkness is like the, the structure that allows the light to be different. So mm-hmm. the light goes straight, and something some heavy structure divides it in different parts that creates what we see yeah so um, the distortion is usually uh, seen like like something bad like like darkness but actually is part of the light is a part of the system that allows the pure light to understand itself in different levels yeah
0: so to get this to get this clear so far you are a particular frequency or a particular spectrum that mm-hmm. has been projected after it's been you know splashed into some density which creates this distortions this projection yeah. but you're also the photon which is the messenger that mm-hmm. actually comes and splashes into the prism to create to create that and mm-hmm. then you're also the ray of light that's coming from the source or yeah. god or the sun and so this is how we're ourselves and then also a higher self and then also god as well because yeah. we're all connected to the same Thing. sun we're all the like atman is brahman they say and yeah in certain like we are the godhead and also a physical body you know i'm, Ab- I'm Aubrey you're mm-hmm. matthias we're all we're both of those things at the same time yeah. which i think creates a lot of paradoxes for people because they try to pretend that okay this is the truth and this is not the truth well it's all the truth it just Mm -hmm. depends on which dimensional reality exactly you're looking at yeah it's true like this is me right here if i clap my hands it makes a sound like i get it and also you know i'm my higher self and also the my higher self is also a part of probably what you would call maybe an oversoul or archangels Mm -hmm. or part of bigger bigger constructs and then that's part of also the divine Mm -hmm. so this is a great segue to now explain where all of these things like through the nine-dimensional map because mm-hmm. that was really helpful mm-hmm. um for me but i think it's it's nice that we started you know personal yeah with that so where would you like to start would you like to start with the uh the ninth and go back down or would you want to start with the first and go up
1: well it's easier to start i guess for from the one we know which is the third mm-hmm. and then we can sp- We can spread. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sure. Um, The first thing as a concept that we have to understand about dimension is that dimension means two measurements, uh, two measures. That's the word dimensions. D from Latin, two. Mm -hmm. And mention, which is measure in Latin. So this means two ways of measure one thing that's a dimension, mm-hmm. meaning that only one thing splits in two. So now you have two points of view of the same thing. So a dimension basically is different perspectives or at least two different perspectives of only one thing, meaning that every dimension is not separate from the other, but it's a different measurement of only one thing. Mm-hmm. So we usually say this is the third dimension and there is a fourth dimension and there is a fifth dimension. So we have to leave the third dimension in order to leave the fourth or the fifth, Mm -hmm. but it's not like that. It doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. Um, A dimension is basically um, like staring at the world. You have the planet and uh, the states here where we are, we are watching it towards one dimension. And then we have Argentina in the South watching another dimension, or in the other side of the planet, in Australia, another. So we have different points of view of only one thing. We are staring at different skies. Um, the, some of the stars that we see in the South are not the same stars that you see in the North. And um, this doesn't mean that if someone from the North goes to the South and says, hey, Polaris is the star that shows the North. And we in the South would say, where is it? We don't see it. It doesn't exist. <laughs> right. Okay. So a different dimension is basically two points of view that never see each other, but they are part of the same thing. Right. So believe or not, if there is another dimension, for me is weird because um, it's actually, um, we all have different points of view. Um, and we can see it like that, like in this, this car, the this mm. skies. So um, the third dimension is not a different thing from the other dimensions. The third dimension is basically a dimension we, where everything has three points of view. So mm. we have um, here, we are calli- we call this the third dimension because we have, we have high, depth, and wide. Mm. That's three. And high, wide, and deep deep, um, are uh, called like this in space. And in time, we call it past, present, and future. So only in the third dimension exists the concept of past, present, and future. Mm -hmm. Only in the third dimension exists the concept of high, wide, and depth. Because we are three. Mm-hmm. We have three points of view. Yep. But when you add a fourth a fourth vision of that, you have eternity. Because there is a fourth line that connects past, present, and future. Timelessness. Exactly. That's the fourth dimension. So what is the fourth dimension? Add one line to this triangle and you will connect the three. So suddenly... There is no, there is an easier way to connect what is wide and depth, for example. Uh, so it's very difficult to understand, uh, the fourth dimension, uh, from the third dimension. The only way is a dream. When you dream, things happen without time, without space. Sometimes you just turn around and you are in a different country, in a different place and in a different time Mm. with a different body. So the fourth dimension is like that all the time. It's like if you are dreaming. So when you dream, you are living the fourth dimension. Your mind is prepared to understand the fourth dimension, but we are not um, designed right now to live it. All right, so
0: let me me explain an experience I had, and let's Mm -hmm. see if this resonates with what you would call the fourth dimension. So I was at Burning Man. and at burning man i do a lot of psychedelics i do a lot of party that party and have fun this night was my night off right so Mm -hmm. i was not doing anything that night i was like my body was tired i was just resting and i was actually near violana my wife at that time she wasn't my wife at that time but we were sleeping in the same bed and there was this activation that happened and i was actually uh in this in this it was a very interesting activation i won't go into details but that was a that was a part of it my past partner whitney was a part of it sobriety was a part of it but in any case in that moment i felt my my consciousness travel to a place where it was like i was in i was in the black it was in like the black almost like the void Mm -hmm. but anything that i wanted to come to me would just come to me oh yeah if i wanted to be in a place the place was there Mm -hmm. if i wanted to talk to someone that person was there what it was like i was in this quantum reality that's how i would describe it where the moment that i thought of something that thing was with me Mm -hmm. and if i thought of something else that thing was with me and everything was accessible in this one place and it felt like a place that i would go maybe when i died like i Mm -hmm. I didn't understand so is that is that what an experience of the fourth dimension where you can call visions and and experiences that would be like in the third dimension but i could just bring them to me instantly in that place
1: there are two things here if you if you felt free on calling them you were connected connected through the fourth dimension to the eighth dimension cool yeah (laughs) But if you are not free to control that, you are just in the fourth dimension. Uh Because the fourth dimension is controlled by the third dimension. Uh Uh, And the eighth is not. Um, I was free. Yeah. So that connects you to any link of information in the eighth dimension. In the eighth dimension, you can understand anything. Because just by thinking about it, it's there. Just by... um, but you can understand the point of view of yourself but also the point of view of a fly
0: okay so check this out this is this is interesting um in this experience at burning man <clears throat> i felt like i was free to choose what experience that i wanted to have but it was maybe i didn't have the awareness that i could choose something more extrasensory and a bigger choice like Mm -hmm. i want to understand the universe i want to understand i was just i was just talking to people i was just going to cool places Mm -hmm. i was like i wonder what the aurora borealis looks like and be like whoa, yeah (laughs) fucking cool you know like i was free to do that but it was very like it was very much like third dimensional experiences in my iboga journey so boga is another powerful psychedelic from gabon in africa Uh and it really seems to vibrate your whole body at a much much higher frequency and this is one thing that you use to explain access to these other dimensions Mm -hmm. is vibrating at a higher frequency helps you understand and access these other dimensional realities in that experience after i went through like a lot of personal emotional stuff and things about myself and difficult experiences i had about five hours where I could literally ask any question and understand it impeccably. And you said that about a fly because I asked, I wonder what it's like to be a bee. Mm -hmm. And I went straight into bee vision. And I was seeing the world like a bee. And I was going to collect pollen. But all the time I could feel the queen. It was all about the (laughs) queen. I was serving the queen. like I was so connected to her. And my entire life purpose was to serve this one being. And I was like, Whoa. (laughs) <laughs> That's what it's like to be a bee, you know. And I could feel all of these interesting yeah. that were far beyond what my knowledge of the third dimension could be. So that sounds more like what you're saying in the eighth dimension. Also, I could understand like what's God, and it showed me this amazing vision yeah. of God as this blue being. And obviously, was trying to explain it to me, so it had to yeah. use what it used to That's explain. That's eighth dimension. <laughs> yeah. So this blue being, and then it was this blue being, and the blue being was still and then the blue being decided to move mm-hmm. and it decided to like move and the blue being started running in an elliptical an mm-hmm. elliptical shape and then all of a sudden it split into all of these other blue beings and mm-hmm. all of the other blue beings were going and then everything was whirring around and all of them were making a sound and co- collectively it made this deafening like all sound of all of these different yeah. fractal gods and i was like whoa <laughs> fuck <laughs> you know this is yeah that was like it was this amazing explanation of like what to my answer of what is god Mm -hmm. you know and and so that to me sounds like maybe either i had the awareness and the time and the patience to access real eighth dimensional knowledge or maybe i was accessing it in just a a a cleaner way or, or something depending on the experience that i had
1: yeah it's dependent on the experience and and the culture through where you are heading to uh that you will access to the same data um the same feeling because what you felt about these blue beings running around is protons and neutrons yeah so yeah it's the same <laughs> yeah but it's not that magic when <laughs> you explain protons right right right. if they would have showed me protons i'd yeah, been like yeah, yeah. come on okay I want, a, I want a blue guy that looks yeah, like right? zeus exactly yeah. <laughs> that looks like god to me yeah. so uh so, uh, and so this, these different points of view are all in the eighth dimension, which tells you everything is true. Every point of view that you could have is true. So, so it's the free way to understand the fourth dimension. Mm. That usually people want to go, I don't know why, everyone wants to go to the fifth one. Yeah. It's good marketing for the Yeah, it's a good marketing for the fifth dimension. It's pretty cool. (laughs) But it's got great marketing. (laughs) So so the the thing is that everyone wants to go there. Some how I don't know. But um the fifth dimension is the expansion of uh light of or awareness of the third and the fourth. Uh Uh-huh. So you cannot be in the fifth dimension if you don't enjoy the other two. Right. So it's impossible because it's and, the and full a lot awareness of, people, of the other two.
0: A lot of people try to escape the third because they don't enjoy it and go yeah. to the fifth. But you, what you're, you're cannot, saying is that doesn't work.
1: You cannot be in the fifth dimension if you don't enjoy the third. Sorry, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so sorry to say, that. but yeah. but that's how it works because yeah. uh, because the fifth dimension is the awareness of every vibration and light of your molecules. In this body. So if you don't feel your body completely aware, you will not feel the awareness of the fifth dimension. That's why enlightenment is not going to the sky, it's to shine.
2: Mm.
1: That's ascension, is another thing, is another completely thing. So to, to go to the fifth dimension, you have to shine from the third and to understand every possibility that you have in the fourth. So um, which is the time and all the things that you are in the third dimension. For example, third dimension is this, as, as I said, wide, depth and wide, um, height, past, present and future. So when you are in the fourth dimension, for the fourth dimension, you are not anymore your body here and now. You are the first cell, you are a reptile from millions of years ago, you were a fish. Mm. you were a dinosaur you were i was a triceratops for sure for okay, good <laughs> i, I love triceratops <laughs> yeah my me favorite. too they're my favorite too <laughs> yeah yeah see so,
2: <laughs> so I knew maybe were, I knew maybe were we
1: were maybe we were <laughs> in the same family <laughs> yeah for sure so, in the same herd yeah of triceratops. <laughs> in the same herd yeah so uh so the thing is that you wear many things and your water was in many trees yeah through thousands of years in rivers, in the ocean, and then they end up being your blood, the, every drop of water. So you were so many things that in the fourth dimension, you can access to the data that your cells had about all that. All your evolution through millions of years is encoded there in this body. So in the fourth dimension, you can feel it. You mm. can be that because there's no past, present, and future that you have to follow. You Mm -hmm. can go through all of them at the same time. There is no need to go up or down or make any effort in the fourth dimension because going down, going up is the same because there's no high depth and wide. Yeah, there's no time. And and no space. Mm -hmm. So what happened in the fifth dimension is when you locate yourself in the core of all that, see around and say, oh, this is all me. Mm. so I can feel, be, and become aware of all that. That's why the fifth dimension is called the dimension of the masters. Mm -hmm. But it's not because people that study a lot and they accomplish to escape the third dimension and all the matrix and all these kind of things, and they are free in the fifth dimension, guiding humanity to become whatever. No, they just realized that they were everything. Mm. So they accomplished to be in the fifth dimension because they are simply are and acknowledge that they are that we are that cell the drop of water the leaf of the tree that we
0: are so i had an experience with uh one of my the only time i've ever experienced someone who felt to me like a living ascended master you could call him mm-hmm. or. An enlightened being. And that was with uh, Don Miguel Ruiz. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's written some books like The Four Agreements, Mastery of Love. Yeah. Yeah. I went to go to a workshop with him in Mexico. And when I went to see him, the moment I saw him is one of the moments that changed my life forever because he looked at me and he looked at me like he'd known me and loved me his whole life. We'd never met, never Mm -hmm. even talked. He'd known me, he'd loved me his whole life. And he hugged me like, it was a reunion with his long lost brother or son or who's or somebody you know mm-hmm. and it was this this warmth and, and expression of life and every moment that i saw him throughout that whole week yeah he, he talked about a lot of interesting things but i don't really remember all the interesting things <laughs> i remember him the hug that he gave me i remember when every night he would sip a little glass of his red wine and he would look out at the sunset and the way that he would look at the world was like he was looking at it for the first time Mm -hmm. and there was this inner radiance that was just like pure bliss yeah you know in this pure bliss and i guess that's what you're kind of saying which is this acceptance of all of life and he'd gone through you know some different like i think a a serious heart condition and and a bunch of you've been in hospital, he's not had always an easy existence, you know? Mm-hmm. He's gone through his difficult things and beautiful things and his sons and his divorces and marriages and lived this life. But the way he was living was in such rapture of existence. Such mm-hmm. and it was like unshakable rapture of existence. And a lot of people who talk about Ramdas say the same thing. It's he says amazing things, of course, but mm-hmm. it's the presence of that and and so that i guess is what that sounds to me kind of like what you're describing about fifth dimensional consciousness Mm -hmm. is just absolutely being in love with life with this life in
1: the fifth dimension yeah Yeah. being if i describe being in the fifth dimension like being an electron inside a cable it's it it seems weird but it's the most incredible feeling (laughs) 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 because because you you don't care about what is the information that is going through you you feel the wave and um when you when you are here in in this reality and you cannot see how the microcosmos works uh everything is about this or that or going there, or going away from somewhere. It's preference, judgment, craving, aversion. Yeah. It's
0: all of these different things.
1: Yeah, but it's, it's normal for this dimension, yeah. because in this dimension, we are meant to do that, to experience. Because here, we polarize things in order to create things. Without polarity, you, you cannot create. So mm-hmm. that's why we need to learn a lot about polarity in the third dimension in, in order to manifest, to create what mm-hmm. we are doing. Um, but when you, we, when you go to the tiniest dimension, we go to the first dimension, the one, uh, then I will align them. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, when we go to the first dimension, the one dimension, what happens is that, uh, you recognize that, um, it's not about this or that. It's not about going somewhere or doing something. It's about just letting be that something. mm um, become that, and without the judgment uh, or the discernment of this or that, because there's no That's second dimension, yeah. is one unity. So because you cannot see those two things, you stare at everything as as it is, as perfect. Mm-hmm. And that feeling is what you have in the fifth dimension. Once you accomplish to understand, uh, fully understand and enjoy the fourth and the third. Um, And it's not about living this world. It's not about ascending. It's not about living this matrix. It's about becoming the matrix, becoming this world, becoming this creation. When you do that is when you are able to feel like what you felt from those people
0: so so free just so free because they're beyond this this yeah. fear the fear that happens of oh i'm not going to get this thing that i want yeah or you know or the craving i really want this thing and then the fear that you're not you know all of these different things that we're saddled with that we think are important there was just they were just there and it, it felt like it wouldn't have mattered if a storm came or whatever he would have dealt with it and, and handled it but nonetheless like there was just this just love love for love for being for being you you
1: could know who is close to the fifth dimension when you see someone staring and smiling at the funeral (laughs) yeah (laughs) you you, you know there's no sadness like oh
0: and even (laughs) staring staring. and smiling at their own at their own impending funeral right Uh because it's like oh this is perfect too
1: perfect yeah there's a
0: story that krishna uh east forest is his musician's name but he tells of ramdas where him and when he first met ramdas they just sat across from each other and he was waiting for a long time and Mm -hmm. ramdas just looked at him and it's just peaceful bliss and this was after his aphasia Mm -hmm. and and then finally like 20 minutes later just says just this (laughs) like just that silence was perfect yeah you know and that was again this profound like yeah like this this is so rich normally for us we sit if me and you sat for looked at each other for 20 minutes we'd be like okay like (laughs) what are we gonna (laughs) do here can we get some drinks or (laughs) what's the plan but but to be in that level of acceptance it's just Mm. this anything anything can be perfect
1: yeah and i have to say it's amazing but it's boring (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's why we live in the third one <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so <laughs> it's 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 good when you go there yeah when you, because oh this was it now let's go back <laughs> yeah so I, I want another round <laughs> um, yeah, I get because, it. um that's why we reincarnate all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> we we are constantly in the same uh, system and there's a lot of people that that usually think that it's because we are trapped and we are trapped because you feel that you are trapped. If you just decide to come back because you enjoy it, you are not trapped. Mm -hmm. You are creating all the time different things. So the fifth dimension is basically a state of understanding in which you can feel the sun and a proton in the same way. And you can see a person and a tree in the same way. And you can feel the same love for your mother or for a tree. Yeah. So there's all
0: these beliefs that, there's all these beliefs that are in our culture about like you said like we're trapped and we're trapped by our karma and we're gonna have to keep re we mm. have to keep reincarnating yeah. until we learn the lessons <laughs> yeah. and we're trying to ascend and this is our goal yeah and it's it's very like very much there's judgment in all of those different ways yeah. in which that this isn't perfect mm. that we're trying to get to a better place we'll be a better a better person if we get to that better place we will be better if we get to the fifth dimension but all of that is actually what prevents you from getting that consciousness in the first place is is Mm -hmm. making all of these judgments about where you are
1: yeah uh, i guess that we can talk about dimensions here but i but i think that whoever that the person who explained it better was freud Mm -hmm. (laughs) we are mammals and um mammals uh we grow inside a mother for and we humans we are nine months inside of the womb of a mother. And when we get it out, usually the father is expecting and we see the light. So if you start to understand how biology works, you will see that you have been trapped inside a mother for nine months, expecting to see the light of the father. It's not about God. It's not about this reality. Is about mammals. Mm, (laughs) So um, if you go to another planet or not to another planet, you go to a seed, to a plant, they have a completely different view from what we understand. If you go to the mineral uh, system, um, they don't have this issue. Mm -hmm. Um, Only mammals have this issue because... We were inside a mother. Mm-hmm. In Latin, the origin of the word "mother" is "matrix." So when we say "matrix," "matrix" is "matrix," means the the um, is the veil that covers you. Mm. Okay, so that would be the matter. It's matrix, matrix, uh, and then is. Atar, Fadar, um, the father, who is the Pater. Pater mean, means the path, is the one that leads. So it's a line that leads you outside the mother. It's all vocabulary mm-hmm. from a family. So that's why we call the Father God and Mother Earth, mm. because we are mammals. But when you leave this planet, this planet Nobody understands what we are saying. (laughs) So so, um, the concept, the concept of uh, the interdimensional concept of there is a mother, there is a father, um, it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you um, project the third dimension into the other dimensions, you are creating this idea of, we are all trapped. Mm -hmm. And we have to go through a long process of trying to be free from something that is holding us. And once we are free from that, we will be received by the light of the Father. Mm -hmm. And then we will be free. But suddenly the Father says, there are rules. You have rules. Because this is a home and you have to take care of the home. And then you grow up and you have and you acknowledge that the mother is just loving you. That's why it's trapping you in, in 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 her love. And so you have uh some conflicts in psychology with that. <laughs> <laughs> and and then you understand that oh it's not that my mother was possessive, it was that trying to protect me from something from the outside. So I love my mother and I forgive my mother, forgive my father. And suddenly when I just start to hate my father too, because the rules of my father are, aren't allowing me to do my life, mm-hmm. I decide to start my own path and stop believing in God and start to look within and look my own truth. And suddenly I became that mm. and I have my own kid. And I am mother or father and the own creator of my own reality with my own rules. And it repeats and again and again. So um, sometimes we project into the universe things that only mammals have issues with. Sounds like almost all the time
0: we do it. Yeah. Not just sometimes. It's yeah, like we're of course. Constantly, we're constantly doing it. Because you basically described most of the world religions, especially like the yep. monotheistic <laughs> religions uh, from this paradigm. Yeah. Right? Like this is this is why we project and also we project all of our judgments onto mm-hmm. you know onto god the way that we judge the world we think that god is going to judge us the father is going to yeah. judge us like our father judged us and like we imprinted in ourselves. we're always projecting all of these things on our deities mm-hmm. on our on our ideas we do it not only with god but we do it with simple things too people do it with ayahuasca you know people will project all oh, types yeah. of feminine traits and you know, she's going to punish you for this and you know, i was like no like that's not our consciousness no you know, it's not it's but we'll project that because that's our idea of mm-hmm. you've been a bad boy you get punished the mom's getting like the wooden sucks. spoon and here it comes you know and it's gonna yeah. sting for a while but she loves you but you know you get the wooden spoon for a little while yeah
1: and then you arrive to the ninth dimension and you realize that there was no one there <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. only you all the time <laughs> like what <laughs> what should i do now yeah um so um That's why there are many ways to explain these dimensions, these realities. We can see it from the way of a human, of a mammal, or we can try to take away all the ideas of um, emotions that we project from religions, from culture, from our family, from our biological point of view, um, and start to see it in a very neutral way in which there is no God. There is nothing and all that it that is there is creation Mm -hmm. and that the perfection of all this is simply that it is it's not that it is meant to be or it was something um and um
0: and no god and only god are the same thing yeah right like it just depends on how you're using the word
1: Uh uh-huh yeah Uh, it's um the the word god um it was meant to be something that described um, the light, uh, Gush, and uh, for the Spanish is Dios, um, the God of light. Um, so, all the, 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 the origin of the word God comes from the only one word in one ancient language that was Jihe and jihē means day, so the ancient people said jihē or jihēū, it's the day, and during the day you can see, so whenever there is the sun you can see, and you are protected because you know the horizon, you know where to go, all that, so it's good, This the skies are good, because the sun gives us light. Mm-hmm. So everyone was following the light, was following Jihé. That became God and Dios in Spanish. So, mm-hmm. um, but they were following light. They were not following any God. They yeah. were following just what exists, what you can see. Uh, and there was the opposite of it, which was the night. And so they call it in a different way. And, and, and they have these two balanced things that tells you, during the day, you can see, you can hunt. You can eat. During the night, you are the animals can eat you, you cannot see. So you have to take care. Mm-hmm. So during the day, you are brave. during the night, you are scared. And that, in our biology, in our cells, got stuck as the good and the evil. Mm. And we create all this idea of good and evil that nature doesn't have, because you see nature and they don't have. Because if you think that evil is, is the one that kills, you shouldn't have cats. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, or, or you would hate lions or right. stuff like that um, because they kill. But otherwise, no, it's nature. So why we accept that that's nature and we don't accept that we are creating something that doesn't exist as good and bad as a system in the universe. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, it's not that it doesn't exist as practical things. I mean as a structural thing. Mm-hmm. As a structural thing, it doesn't exist.
0: It just seems like we're <clears throat> so we're all building our own understanding of God you know so there's a word but there's Mm -hmm. um, probably as many meanings of that word as there are people of course so so we create this idea and so we could talk about God and just totally not be communicating with somebody else at all because we have a completely different definition than somebody else has a completely different Mm -hmm. definition and there is a way to say about God that God is the good God is the one that cares about love so Someone intentionally hurting somebody else is not acting in accordance with that version of God, mm-hmm. right? Because if God is love, loving and aware and and good, then hurting somebody on purpose, you know, which actually animals, you know, pretty much don't do. They just do what they do. They're not intentionally malicious. But humans have that unique ability because of our free will of the side, Yes. Yeah, but still, you have to be in delusion. Mm-hmm. you have to be unaware to actually hurt somebody on purpose mm-hmm. you have to be blind because you have to see them as separate from you
1: that's why you cannot see the light right. because you are not in the day because you are not able to see so you're so, in the so dark so you're
0: blind so that's why you're not with god the exactly. god that we're talking about we're mm-hmm. blind to the fact that you know if i hurt you i'm hurting me living a different life exactly and that's why you're not in god because mm-hmm. you're not you're not able to see mm-hmm this actually might segue a bit to the sixth dimension mm-hmm. because the sixth dimension is where we get the, a lot of some of the delusion and some of the shadow that, that actually allows us to learn to see yeah. the perspective comes through. So why don't we go into that, explaining yeah. the sixth dimension.
1: The sixth dimension is the creator itself as creator, acting as a creator. Um, the sixth dimension is the one that takes all the ideas, all the feelings, everything, and starts to manifest a different thing from it. It's like manufacture. When you take the main material from, I don't know, a rock, the the sixth dimension would be the guy sculpting the rock to make a shape, a sculpture, okay? So um, the process of the sixth dimension Is not really like uh, lightning for us because it breaks the shapes of the original shape. Um, Takes the light and in the sixth dimension turns it into a rainbow, Mm -hmm. which means also takes a being and divide it into different beings. Mm -hmm. Takes a body and divides it into different organs. So uh, takes a triangle and divide it in fractals so you have a sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, so the sixth dimension is the one transforming the main things into completely different stuff, which means that it's the creator and also the one that distort mm-hmm. the main thing. So that's why the sixth dimension is where if we could use very human religious uh, words, is, this, is the dimension where the archangels exist and they are working in the light and in the darkness at the same time. So they can see and also they can transform the shapes that they see into something completely different, like the, in a distorted image.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We are a distorted image of an archangel we are a distorted image of a cell without distortion we wouldn't exist mm-hmm. so it's because of the sixth dimension and its way of distortion of distortion of the main truth that you can see the universe and enjoy the reality so
0: <clears throat> one a, a great ayahuasca shaman maestro alberto who taught maestro hamilton explained to me that the demons mm-hmm. all demons were simply delusion mm-hmm. you know sim- that's all demons were they were they were delusion they were the way that they they fogged your sense clogged your mind didn't allow you to see the mm-hmm. light or the truth so in this sixth dimension there's the archangels working in the light and maybe is it the same archangels that are the de- that you would call the demons that are working to distort no the demons are in the,
1: in the fourth dimension
0: the demons are in the fourth the dimension.
1: the demons are equally lost like we are
0: so the demons don't <laughs> yes. know the demons don't know what they're doing so they're doing their job no they're like knowing dogs
1: that. taking care of a house
0: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry for <the> big-
0: <laughs> but in the sixth dimension they it's all the archangels they all know yeah. they all know exactly what they're doing but the mm-hmm. fourth dimension are beings that don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. they're a little they're lost yeah and they're making their help they're contributing to us being lost because they're lost mm-hmm. and they think that they're doing the right thing but
1: of course, yeah, it's, it's, um, it, if we describe this as a house, as I said, the archangel would be like the lord of the house, the one, uh, um, the, the one that is the owner of the house and decides how to build the house, is mm-hmm. the architect. So he says, I want this here, I will put this here and that. Then has the housekeeping. Housekeeping is from the fifth dimension. Mm-hmm. is the lady or, or the man that knows where everything is that knows how to take care and clean everything mm-hmm. so and is the one that advise we would need to change these to these so it work better so yeah. that would be the fifth dimension then you have the fourth dimension which is the dogs that takes care the cats that eat the, mi- the mice mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so or rip up a couch yeah whatever <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah so uh dogs and cats in a house they act by feeling and sometimes they do bad things but not because they want to do bad things but because they think that what they are doing is okay
0: yeah like the one of our cats Cyrano he took a shit in the washing machine and when I was taking out the clothes and I, I put him over my head one giant shit <laughs> fell right on my head he didn't know he was doing that but he you know, was normal yeah.
1: here you do the cleaning so <laughs> it's, it's normal uh-huh. so so that's how demons act like uh-huh. oh look that's a shitty people so let's put some shit there mm-hmm. so so they're acting <laughs> with, they're
0: acting with resonance with exactly they're finding resonance with and that's i think an important thing that people people get very afraid in 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 spiritual work they get very afraid of the demons very afraid of these dark energies yeah but the dark energies aren't gonna they're not gonna and i you know really talked to my sister blue who's a medicine woman about this they're not gonna bother you if you don't have resonance Mm -mm. with their energy it's like they're not gonna they're not gonna possess you like in a movie like you're all of a sudden you're this really you know you know good person pure being and all of a sudden a demon but you know Possesses you.
1: Look, the, the universe is all about frequencies. Mm-hmm. So imagine that every reality and every being is like a radio station. So you can tune yourself in the frequency that you want to hear. If you don't like some messages of someone that is constantly talking about bad things, so you just change the radio and that's it. So, But in order to do that, you have to tune yourself into a new frequency. hmm so you can hear new messages. But if you are always listening to the same radio station and you complain about what you hear, so demons are going to control your life because you are allowing them to control your life. Mm -hmm. Demons are not bad people. They are just doing what they are supposed to do, which is distort. They are distorting everything. And their job is to distort light so we can have things.
0: Yeah, delusion.
1: Exactly. If you are in the path of putting the things together, demons will be against you, but not against you because you're you're in the opposite side, but because you have something that they are supposed to divide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? It's it's like it's like telling the DNA inside of your cells, I'm going to the unity, don't divide, don't divide. It's, it's impossible because they are meant to divide. <laughs> so um, so the demons are doing that. They they create division because they were made to do so. Mm-hmm. They were meant to do that that mission. So when someone starts to unite unify things, for the demons it's like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> you are ruining my job. <laughs> you know. And the other yeah. one said, no, but n- we have to go all together again. Why? <laughs> so, you know. Mm-hmm. Y- y- they won't agree because because. That you don't understand. So and that
0: tension is part of creation, right? It's, yeah, it's part of everything.
1: Yeah, uh, of course. There, there's no. The Earth wouldn't spin if there is no polarity. Yeah. So this polarity of division and unity must exist in order to create life. There's no life without division. So um, the 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 job that that they have is to divide. As for the people that works in the consciousness, is to unify. Yeah. And, um, but when you under, it happened to me, uh, when I understood that, when I remembered that I just start to thank every demon for what they were doing and suddenly they stopped uh, fighting because they say, oh, so I'm doing fine because, yeah. because I say, I will keep doing this here. <laughs> unifying these things but thank you for all your job of dividing it because now i know what i have to unite um every
0: i have had so many experiences of this and <clears throat> fortunately i've had good teachers who helped point me in this way again maestro alberto maestro hamilton said like you don't fight the demons like you love the demons yeah. and thank them and and, and that and because otherwise you'll fight them perpetually like mm-hmm. you'll never win that fight that, that's what they're built for yeah you know they got they got all the time they're in the timeless dimension they got all the time dimension. in the world
2: yeah. <laughs> eternity <laughs> they, got to, they can you bother eternity. you for eternity
0: <laughs> so but and in the experiences i had a deep and deep heavy ink ayahuasca encounter with uh with a huge demon it looked like a world crusher it was breaking worlds apart which mm. very much sounds like what they do they divide it was yeah. pulling things apart and it was really fucking with me and and finally like the resolution was i i went up to him this giant demon demonic being and i kissed him on the forehead mm-hmm. and his eyes went like emoji hard eyes yeah and, then he's, <laughs> and that was like the resolution and in dreams mm-hmm. i've had the same thing i had a dream where i went into this house i was like van helsing with all these witch hunters and we were slaying these demons and there was the main demon that i had to that i was supposed to slay and I cut him up into a bunch of pieces and I threw his body into a fire and the fire was going, but I knew it wasn't right. And I I knew that it wasn't going to work. And I was stabbing it in the, I was very violent dream. I was stabbing it in the (laughs) eyes. I was like trying to cut it into smaller pieces, but, but it reformed and then reformed into this neon glowing being that I couldn't touch with my sword. And it was, I was like swirling and it was upside down. I didn't know right from left. I was lost in this thing. And I like fought my way through with like through great like pain and and Mm -hmm. difficulty and found my way and just embraced him with the most loving hug and then it just burst yeah and it burst and there was this like loving this like being it was just like whoa you know and just that feeling of love like you're you're doing good like i love you yeah and that it ended the whole thing and that was that was the resolution so what you're saying is something that i've you know felt and learned and again this is going back to the beginning this is why when i was listening to you and it was like yeah this guy remembers his past lives i'm like yeah whatever and then i listened to what you're saying and i was like fuck that's I, <laughs> yeah. I i know this is true you know past lives
1: so- is just one thing <laughs> yeah yeah right
0: right yeah it was your higher self who came in and, and did that but but ultimately like that's you know just to go back to that what i was saying at the beginning this is this is why you're here now is because mm-hmm. so many of these things that you're saying like i've had that experience the mm-hmm. same thing that you're saying like i've been there and i've done that and i know that's the only way
1: cool yeah
0: yeah <laughs> all right so we're in the sixth dimension the architects of reality yeah the archangels when we talk about the archangels we talk about michael and Raphael. are we close are we close to like identifying them Are are some of the things that are in our culture like kind of right kind <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah well the thing is um that we that we put a lot of christianism yeah upon them um and um this is a very old story from the heifer people uh, that was not even for Catholics, and they took it from <coughs> from the jew people um they they were uh, archangel means uh, the powerful messenger mm-hmm. that's what it means, so it's a message of power that that's archangel um, so what they are um what they were what they are really are different attributes of God of the unity, so you have uh for example the light of god it's an attribute you can say light of God mm. but in the ancient Hebrew, you would say, Ur Light, El, of God. Uriel. Uriel. So um, the the protector of uh, of of God, Michael. So the names Michael. So the names of the of of the archangels, like the medicine of God, Raphael are aspects, they are not people. They are not um, people with wings. <laughs> right. um, they are attributes or aspects that emerge from the unity. And so the medicine of God, the light of God, the power of God, the the protector of God, and so, so on, are all these different concepts that uh, show so many attributes of the unity. Um, so these beings are actually creating with their power um, the, the, the frequencies, the messenger, messengers, the frequencies that creates everything. So their sound, their vibration are molding the entire creation. Mm but it's not that there are people with wings mm-hmm. that we can that we call archangels there are attributes of the creator that you can activate within you like i am the medicine i am the protector i am the light i am the path i am life i am who said that jesus <laughs> yes mm-hmm. he was trying to embody every one of the names of god mm. He was not saying that he was the only one. He was saying that that's the only way you can embody God. Yeah. When you realize I am light, Uriel, I am the power, Gabriel, and so on. Uh, So um, the archangels are are not beings from outside. Uh, We are within them. Could they be looked at as both,
0: though? you know in a certain way like they're within us and also sometimes we it feels like we can encounter them as separate but is that but is so are they both they're both within us and outside of us or dimension yeah 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 both (laughs) at the same time yeah exactly so all of this idea and i think this is this constant question like are the beings that you see in Ayahuasca, are they with are they from you or are they from somewhere else and like i've always said yeah both, both. like doesn't, it doesn't like it's a it's, there's no it's the this wrong or question or that. in yeah, the
1: universe yeah. it's difficult to say this or that right in the universe is both but for me right now it's more this than that yeah uh so that that would be the answer because because it's impossible yeah when you have the the entire creation you uh, you you can see that there is no this or or that. And you can see that the seventh dimension that we didn't mention is is the enlightenment. But the enlightenment, in the enlightenment, there are beings of darkness too. Samael, for example. Samael is 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 one of the, the attributes of God that in this, that from the seventh dimension load um loaded and make loaded all the information of the enlightenment to the sixth dimension and was the first attribute of the universe creating by itself uh, in a separate way. That's Mm. what we call Satan. Mm. It was Samael. And this being was one of the attributes of of the divine that was called the most beautiful light or the one that carries the light with him. Lucifer. Lucifer. Lucus Ferus, who takes the light. What happened? That this being was the first architect, the first one that said, I can design something different from what we have done till now. And he created the sixth dimension that projected in the third dimension. So was the one that, that ables the life, basically. So what happened? Every being from the seventh dimension that said we have to create, follow the path of darkness to create. Mm. But those who arrived to the creation and said, Oh, but we were the creators, follow the path of enlightenment to the seventh dimension again. And that idea is like a torus, mm-hmm. is the shape of a torus. But that idea creates the concept that both paths were against each other and actually one was opening the path for the others and for the others not to get lost they create the path again going back to the center so um for the talking about dimensions this even these beings that in religion they call they were the bad ones it's just one side of the story
0: so explain <clears throat> explain the explain the role of this the beings of the seventh dimension and then the roles particularly of the being that's called satan i don't think i fully understand it he's because he said basically and we say he but it's obviously not a no, person it's, or it's a, it. <laughs> yeah yeah it says basically i i know that i can create like i can create something but i need to use the darkness to do it and i need to somehow separate myself from the everything in order to do this what was what was how how the
1: how the solar system was created it Mm -hmm. was not because a fairy came and they (laughs) like this with magic uh it was a big explosion the sun exploded like Mm -hmm. divided itself and created chaos destruction all around and all the rocks the parts that remain without light became planets so they cannot shine anymore they are not light but they were part of the light Mm -hmm. earth was part of the sun
0: yeah they were energy that turned into matter yeah waves that turned into particles Uh and
1: and and so much energy in the sun shining so much created an explosion that allow the planets to exist so it is because of that destruction and division that life on earth exists Mm. but not only because the sun and its explosion also because of the gravity of jupiter without jupiter life would wouldn't be possible here because we would have been consumed by asteroids right so it's because of jupiter that we survive and um all that system is the one that was created by the darkness because it was destruction, division, and turning matter that was shining into rocks that doesn't shine.
0: Right. Um, and you're just using our galaxy as a as an example of the whole universe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah, Keep no. Going. So, so um, when I say seventh dimension, imagine that the seventh dimension is like the sun, like this bright being that is completely shining and fully aware of the divinity that it is and that within itself has the power, the light, the life, everything inside. But some part of it says, how can I be all this if I cannot experience all this? Mm. So a part of yourself decides to open your eyes and say, I will leave what I have within. Mm. And that's the explosion. I
0: will get lost so I can find myself. Yeah, yeah. creation
1: of the sixth dimension. So it divides the power, the light, everything in different messages, frequencies that we call archangels. The archangels become the architects of reality, creating awareness, the fifth dimension, awareness of what it is, that everything is eternal and that you can mold eternity into different pieces, which brings us to the third dimension, the pieces of time, past, present, future, Pieces of space, wide, high, depth. Mm -hmm. And all that, the only way to create is by duality, second dimension. So you need polarity in order to move time and space. Because if they don't spin, they don't create life. They need movement, love. So this movement will create that. So second dimension is the movement of polarity. Which brings us all to the first dimension, which is, is the unity experiencing itself. Mm-hmm. But the only way to arrive to the third dimension is through the ninth dimension, <laughs> which is God, is the one that is not only in the center, is holding everything and understanding everything. It's like you with your body, being fully aware of the work of every one of your organs, of every one of your cells, of how your dna works is like if you become fully aware of everything that makes you be who you are that's the ninth dimension or god
0: what's the i mean there's i have a lot of we're gonna have to dive in here because i don't fully understand it entirely (laughs) so um first i mean one question i have is Hmm. what is it seems like the first and the ninth dimension are very similar Mm -hmm. just the different expression of the same singular being or god Mm -hmm. right so what is the what is the fundamental difference the way that i that i've intuitively understood it is like the ninth dimension felt like the the yin aspect of god like the void all Mm -hmm. possibilities all things but nothing in form and then the first dimension was like the word like the yang expression of like the energy of 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 it expressed but the, but, I, but I don't know if I'm understanding it correctly.
1: Well, it's like, it's, like, uh, it's like a circle. So one and nine, they touch each other, like if they are the same. So one is like the core, is like the center that cannot see everything, but can feel everything. Uh-huh. It's within. The one is within, is the one that says, I don't understand and I don't even care. To understand,
0: so like the one would be the Atman, the the part of us that's yeah, the, the it's, divinity within.
1: Yeah, is the one that says I am. I am. And um, what is this? I am. What what is that there? I am. The unity, the first dimension, says I am. Is the only thing that understands. I am. Is like Groot from. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so that that's the that's the way. So. Um, So the first dimension is like that. It's it's I am, I am, I am, I am, all the time Yeah, goes to the center. And um, the ninth dimension is the one that knows I am, but can see what I am. I am this organ. I am this organ. This organ is connected to this organ. This time and this line time is this and that. And it can understand the whole, the unity, the first dimension doesn't care. It's like mm. a kid that says, yes, I am. I feel it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the person that says, I can feel what you say, but I can get any word what you're saying. You know? So the ninth dimension understands every word, why you are saying that, mm. everything. Mm-hmm. And like the first dimension is a Pisces <laughs> mm-hmm. and the ninth dimension is a... Capricorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like something like this. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> no, I, I get it. It's
0: almost like the first dimension is I know who I am. I am. Mm-hmm. And then the ninth dimension is I know what I am, which is all of the different, exactly. all of the different expressions, all of the different understandings, the way it all works. Everything. Exactly.
1: So they touch each other because they, they yeah. are almost the same. So, but yeah. one is fully aware of everything that it is. And the other one just, it is. Yeah. So uh, in between, that idea is how everything emerges. So everything emerges from the first dimension, of course, because I am. So in this I am has a dream. And the dream of the I am is in the eighth dimension, which is everything is possible. Everything is there. Mm-hmm. So many things. Mm-hmm. Um, the... Uh, so that's that's the dream, the the the, the great dream where all the timelines, everything could exist there. So the I am in the first dimension, when it sees the dream of the eighth dimension, that everything is possible, goes to the seventh dimension.
0: So it goes from first to eighth and then yeah, down you, to seventh.
1: Yeah, because it's all the same. It's not like right, linear. Right, right, right. Yeah. So... We can explain it from the first going to the th- second or the first going to the eighth. Yeah,
0: no, I like this. It <laughs> yeah. makes sense. So, the, so it has yeah. the dream of, whoa, opens its eyes in a way, like yeah. you said, and says, this is all of the possibilities that I am can be mm-hmm. expressed. It, every possibility the, the, the on every s- timeline. Yeah,
1: the easy image is like you have one dot, which is the I am, and then it creates the infinite, which is the eight. Uh-huh. So you see Infinity the eight, symbol, you see yeah. how from the one you can go to the eighth dimension. So it's like infinite. Everything is there, everything is possible, eight dimension. So then you, you say, oh, I am this dream. I, I can feel that dream, that everything is possible. And you become the seventh dimension. Seventh dimension is when you not only perceive and see, but you feel. You feel what you are able to be. In the seventh dimension, is, that's why is the dimension of enlightenment is where where you irradiate everything that you are. Mm-hmm. You say, "Wow, I I feel it. I know that I can do something with this." Is so, this
0: you? Use the word seraphims. Is this the yeah. the realm of the seraphims? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so explain now. This is the part that I wanted to get back to because I still not I still don't exactly understand how religion has twisted the understanding of satan as a a seraphim i guess right yeah the 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 fallen angel he's called yeah the seraphim Mm -hmm. and like what that purpose was and whether there's other seraphims that -hmm. are of significance that did different things Mm -hmm. besides what lucifer or satan did in the seventh
1: well that will take us to another to religion (laughs) yeah yeah but just
0: like understand i know i know religion you know no no, i know i
1: I will i i will reach there when we are in the third dimension yeah (laughs) (laughs) so the so from the first one you go to the eighth the eighth says oh this is what i can be seventh dimension oh i feel it i am Uh that wow incredible but what can i do with this sixth dimension oh i can create i can do stuff and when I when you do stuff, you learn, so you become aware of what you what you've done. Fifth dimension is like, oh, now I get it. I understand everything, um, and I know that I can do this forever. Fourth dimension, I can change and create these things and these shapes forever. But um, where can I experience? Uh, because I'm I'm not experiencing what I can create. So third dimension, the third dimension is okay. I will get inside the system that I create I will become that in order to
2: mm-hmm.
1: exist but the only way to do it is to separate my parts because I am so huge that I cannot experience all together. I have to divide myself in many mm-hmm. so people realms and blah 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 all the things um, third dimension the only way I can do it is, is through polarity
2: mm-hmm.
1: and because of this polarity, second dimension, is that I can create a third one, first dimension again. Mm. And once I created something new from all that path, I become fully aware in the ninth dimension that I am God. Mm. (laughs) So that whole system of the dimensions is how you see the universe in that perspective. So what happened? Third dimension. In the third dimension, remember, is about dividing. Mm -hmm. The sixth dimension was about creating. Fifth dimension about understanding the creation. Fourth dimension about knowing how to manage the shapes of that dimension. No time, no space. And then you leave time and space in the third dimension. So all the parts that you have created, now they become real. They manifest and they will live in a certain time in a certain space. What makes that? that? everything that before was part of one thing, now is divided in different things. So you can tell the difference between this and that, Mm -hmm. but you cannot remember that they were the same thing. So this hand here, the right hand, will fight against the left hand all the time because they said, I know you look like the same, But you are the opposite to me so that that shouldn't be good because what is good is what is similar to me Mm -hmm. so that's the mentality of the herd right um it's what we see now in our culture exactly so you take one story which is the sun and you say okay there is the sun everyone can see the sun north pole south pole ecuador Everywhere, everywhere in the planet, you can see the sun. But it's not the same to see the sun from the desert in Arabia than to see it in the rainforest of the Amazon. The, the sun will be very different. The shapes of the sun, the heat of the sun is different. So in the Amazon, the sun is not related to something that makes you suffer. In Arabia, it is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You see the difference? Yep. So it creates a tradition that the lord can make you suffer make you suffer if you don't do right in the amazon the lord would never make you suffer because it makes grow the plants
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah
1: it gives food yeah so it's a willing and giving and uh, and all that so why why would God want me to get hurt mm-hmm. if it's giving me everything? But in the desert, in Sahara and Arabia desert, it will hurt you because if you don't take care of what the people say with the water, with the people, if you don't take care of your animals, you, if you, you don't follow any rules, you will die in the desert. The sun will kill you. So God will kill you if you don't follow the laws. Mm-hmm. So all the Semitic people now call uh, Islam Jewish and and Christians. They we they they were all Semitic. It was the same people that lived in the desert. Mm -hmm. They all had that tradition of living in Babylonia, in Mesopotamia, in all that that region. So all of them had this knowledge that the sun can hurt you if you don't follow the rules so god yahweh would kill you if you don't follow the rules so they create a statements of culture of all that and how every archangel every every potentiality of god can be good or bad according to how you behave right and that's how you form a religion that unifies villages and they create one Semitic village called the Jew, one Semitic village called the Islam, one Semitic village called the the Christians. Christians. It was not exactly like that, but I'm making a summary of that. Um, But um, if you create, they they create uh, this, and the most ancient one, the Jews, they said, um, we understood first what it means, the power of the universe, and we know that the word is the one that does this. So the word, the vibration is the one that changes life and that, that connects you to the divine. So they use the um, Kabbalah, the word, the letters to work with the powers of God. So the archangels, the other ones, the Islam said, no, God doesn't have any word. God is geometry. So the only way you can understand God is through mathematics and geometry.
0: Which is why you see in the mosques such exactly. beautiful fractal so, geometry. So no words,
1: no images of anyone because for them, the powers of God are geometry. Mm-hmm. For the Islam, is not an archangel as a person is a concept of a divine. Uh, and then we have the Christians, which is a different story that came from, not Islam, that came from the Semitic people. Mm -hmm. They took the information from all the different villages, mainly from the Jews. They took all the ancient traditions, but without the, uh, the deeper understanding and meaning of what they really came from. So they took the ideas of this, um because Jesus was Jew. So they, they took the, the images, the ideas of the past from that tradition, but the people that start to follow the Christianism was not really students of the ancient texts. They were just followers of someone new with an old tradition. Mm-hmm. So that's why there is a cut. Because there is something very different in between the Jews and the Christians. The Jews doubt, The main, the, not, not the Jews, the, the, the ancient Jews, the mm-hmm. ancient tradition, Kabbalah, Sephiroth, is about the question. What do you think? What do you think is God? I don't know. What do you think? It's, it's all about questions, mm-hmm. questioning. Question, question, question to find the answers. And when you find the answer, ask another question. The Christians, not. Christians is this is the truth, don't talk anymore. So that's why archangels are angels that they've one of them fell down. Why? No, you you should not question that. (laughs) And that's how, for 2000 years, many religions in Christianity, like Catholic, Protestant, and many others, were based in ancient old stories. That no one never explained them because they said, "You should not ask. This is God's word."
0: Right. And now here I am, blasphemer as I am, <laughs> asking asking. Sorry, the, I was not right <laughs> as a Christian. <laughs> asking the question of of okay, all right. So we have this story that lucifer the fallen angel is all things that are evil Mm -hmm. and is is the one to be resisted and is only evil but you started telling a story that no no this is a seraphim from the seventh dimension that actually enabled creation yeah (laughs) so it's a very it's a very like it's it's a flip so but i just want to i just want to go through that one more time maybe it's because my mind is so conditioned by the world that we live in it happened yeah that that like it was like whoa i didn't so explain that again what happened in the seventh dimension and what this being you know that they call satan or lucifer Mm -hmm. what what that being actually did and then why was it that the stories of the christians made that thing evil
1: Mm -hmm. well it's like um um let's say like imagine that in the in the eighth dimension or ninth eighth dimension there is God, this Lord of a house that has many kids living in the same house and they are running out of room and um, and they are all so powerful that they are all occupying a very important spot in the house. But there are kids born in every time because the mother matrix, uh, it's it's very fertile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... There are many kids, but the house is always the same. Is there were seven rooms, but now there are like 12 kids and they are all sharing beds and Mm -hmm. chaotic. So there was one of them, Samuel, that said, what if we make the house bigger? What if we create something different so we could all live in a different way? So in the seventh dimension, they are the happy family where they all sit around the table and they said, we love so much to each other that we doesn't care about the space we have, Yeah. okay? So there was one in the table that said, I care. <laughs> I care about because, because I need my space. I have too much power inside and I'm sharing this space with people that is not allowing me to grow. So, the, so God said, okay, what would you do? And he said, well, I would get rid of that wall I would throw that away. If you give me a hammer, I will destroy it. I don't care. (laughs) And I will create another room. So he created another room. But the other says, I want want another one. I want my own room. So he started to break all the walls to make the house bigger. And then they had kids and family. So they had to do the same thing. Breaking the walls, creating more, blah, 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 blah. So... The family grew and the universe grew of course into fractal tiny fractals so in in
0: a way in a way that being that being that was the one who ultimately led to polarity right because polarity was necessary to create all of the it took the unity of the happy family and brought it all the way into the fractal yeah. you know, perspectives that we see now and all of the world that we have now but it created mm. polarity and so maybe that's why is that why it was attributed with evil because it took the one unified family of the divine and, and broke it into, and divided the family and now there's the possibility of evil because of the possibility of dividing, of, more families. of dividing more families but
1: what people doesn't realize is that there are more families because of that
0: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Uh, but it makes sense that it makes sense to me now it's because you take something that was just just this pure like pure like you said i love your metaphor like Mm -hmm. one family unified completely but it was it was stable it was kind Mm -hmm. of stuck and then just goes boom no we're going to have everything Mm -hmm. but as part of everything there's going to be bad shit too because that's the that's the necessity well imagine for everything
1: if we take the story of uh adam and eve um you have Adam and Eve only, and they are happy forever. Boring. (laughs) Again. (laughs) It's like, really? So why? So um, it had to happen something to make them know that there is another way, that there are many more possibilities of of creating new new kids, new families, new, you know, just as an example, um, but um, what what happened? I don't know if it happens to you, but usually you grow in your life when you have a crisis, of when something breaks, when yep. when something falls apart, and you realize, oh, it was not that. It was because of that break, that that broken relations, that now I have the opportunity to live something different something transcendental mm-hmm. and maybe you are living uh, this happy life now because you had many breaks before of course of course so every crisis is an opportunity they say in china isn't it mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh well that's how the universe is the crisis of the fallen angel was the one that allowed the universe to create mm-hmm. what we enjoy now um there are many stories like this in, the, in, in history, like horrible things that happened that made possible to something greater, like something amazing. Uh, and f- for example, um, if, um, if Europe uh, wouldn't have um, uh, fight to each other for new lands, um, we wouldn't be here talking to each other Mm -hmm. if there was not that competition between Spain and England um, we wouldn't have all the Americas connected with just two languages yeah and so many people people,
0: will say that's good and some people will say that's bad exactly (laughs) yes
1: I I used to see the bright side of everything because um because uh I am here because of that I am here because in, in all the, all the things that happened were, were horrible, of course, but what we have now, that we are all much more connected in, in information, in technology, it was because of that stupid competition they had in Europe mm-hmm. a, few thousand, a few hundred years ago. Um, so all these horrible things, like the Second World War, uh, everyone is like, oh, it, it, it was terrible but that allowed the european union if it wouldn't be because of that we wouldn't have that U- you
0: part of the it's part of this growth process exactly it's like horror yeah. and death and destruction and then new creation and this mm-hmm. is just this is just the way israel
1: I, wouldn't exist because of that yeah and, I, and, <laughs> so, I,
0: and so but I, it all it all makes sense because you can look at the dark side of it and say mm-hmm. yeah fucking satan's work you know and certainly you could look at world war ii and be like yeah there's hmm. there's the devil yeah. in that work and you can feel the evil of that yep. but then you can also see like well then there's the result of the creation that's happened in, the, in these other things it's all entangled it's and it, it's very, all very it's, it's it's yeah. it's just it, and we can look at it from one side or the other we can look at it through polarity lens or we mm-hmm. can look at it through like a, a higher purview a divine perspective mm-hmm. still recognizing that certain things are horrible in mm-hmm. the in that present moment and certain things are not horrible but it's just interesting to see and and it helps me to understand why the one that created the possibility for all of this was cast out and, and is is considered evil. But really yeah. it was just it was a possibility creator. But within that possibility was the possibility of some the, really the thing, bad the shit. The thing
1: is that um you know, in Mesopotamia, Egypt, uh Africa in general, in Asia with the dragons, uh Never in history, the cultures really took the bad side or the dark side as against. For example, uh, in Egyptian mythology, you have the bad gods, the bad spirits that make chaos. But all the people give build temples for them uh, and, and give uh, offers to them, like... Uh, like the cultures from Africa also they give offers to the demons and you say w- why for the European way of thinking is like weird not the European the ancient European but right. the Christian Euro- uh, um, culture because um, they know that day and lo- day and night they are good for the universe mm-hmm. and that each one of them have good things to do. For example, when you go to Egypt, there is snakes everywhere, cobras, like the, the snake. And you say, if they are bad, bad for people, so why they they take it as, as as so sacred? Well, they took the bad things and made it into good things. For example, the cobra, the goddess of uh, cobra, is the protector of the sphere of the fields is not the one that can kill the farmer is mm. the one that protects the fields
0: yeah it's just a different perspective it's the it's understanding the necessity of chaos and exactly, order Exactly. yeah you know if you're on a ship chaos of the storm is a bad thing because you don't want to drown you yeah. in your perspective exactly but storms are important you know they move or the tides, the weather. they move the yeah like so exactly. it's just like can you can you get past your own perspective which decides whether something is good or evil exactly yeah. and look at a different perspective on understanding that good and evil is both necessary for the whole game. And
1: the thing that had these cultures was that whenever someone sees a a good thing into something that uh, that is wrong, has the opportunity to solve a problem. Because when you have a problem and you have many minds in the table trying to solve a problem, the different points of view are the ones that makes better the solution. But what happened? In Christianity, they followed only one God and only one God has the answer. There is no other answer possible for any problem. The only answer is Jesus. So when you have that, that the only answer is someone that lived 2,000 years ago, and it's not related to today, what happened is that every answer possible will be like 2,000 years ago.
0: Well, and it was also highly manipulated through all of those years for different purposes.
1: Yes. So that's why... That's why in that answer, um, they needed that change and other options to be called evil. Because if someone said Mm -hmm. there is another option, that would be bad for the religion. Mm -hmm. So that's why they needed to take all the other options as something bad. And they created the image of the devil. And that, that was, for me, was awesome when I knew this, that the devil... Wasn't created until the Middle Ages, did you know? Mm, the the <laughs> image of it, the, the one the image with the image horns, with the horns the, yes. Yeah. Because in Europe, the tradition was fertilization for the women. The women were the powerful. Uh, it was a matriarchal society, mm-hmm. uh, and the the feminine were ruling everything. So the women used to do something that in Spain they call aquelarre. Is is like a like a uh, how do you say, the, a group of witches? Um, mm-hmm. So like this... circle Yeah, so coven. it was a circle of healing of, of, of women that they gathered to, to make the womb fertile, to make services to, to men, to, like, like this. So they, were, they would reunite in the stone circles and, and so on. And the image of that was the goat. Why? Because the goat gives the milk, gives the uh, mm-hmm.
0: sign of fertility
1: and the, how do you say the skin wood, um the world the uh, everything for life uh, the the horn to call the people uh meat to eat yeah yeah so uh, everything was there and um so it was a symbol of fertility so they used to honor the goat uh in the in those circles and in greece and in the Middle East, they call the god of, of fertility uh, Baphomet. Baphomet is the god of wisdom and fertility. It's the one that gives the possibility of creation and to question the reality so you can create new things. Uh, and that's the symbol of what we now call the demon, the devil. And it's incredible how Christianity in Europe starts to call that the devil, so people go, would, would go away from that tradition in Europe and follow the church. Mm-hmm. And that's why we believe that the demon has horns. <laughs> but, but it's not related with the, yeah. with the hell, basically. Um, if you go to hell, it's very similar to here. <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> yeah, it feels like this is, this is our opportunity for both heaven and hell depending on our perspective right yeah
1: so going through all the the possibilities and realities we usually get stuck in what we have been told as a family in in religion we project that into the entire universe but actually when you look down into what holds the universe it's just vibration in between Mm. particles that decided to behave as particles Mm-hmm. and it's amazing
0: yes it is <laughs> i'm gonna take a quick restroom break and then let's try and wrap this whole thing <laughs> up <Sure>. after <laughs> thank you so much for getting us this far the shit. Universe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> fuck all right well that was a mind-blowing <laughs> exploration of the universe mm-hmm. and what i really want to dive into are some of the practical ways that we can access some of this information that comes from us expressed through mm-hmm. these, this nine-dimensional reality. And obviously I've mentioned, you know one of the tools that I've used has been plant medicines. And in the break, I asked you if you'd had any experiences and you said that you got some pretty specific instructions that you needed to do some ayahuasca.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I was doing a project in 2015, I guess, no, or 2014. And um, I was so um, on that project that was very earthy. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and it was not supposed to be that way. Uh, I, I had to be much more in my own things connected, but I lost the connection because I was trying to control many things from this reality. And I got lost. Everything was going wrong. Everything so was. So it's not.
0: very much about financial and, and production and, yeah, and all exactly. of the different. Yeah you know normal mundane things that are yeah i wanted to
1: do a documentary about some stuff and and work for um uh, things related to education and society and so on Mm -hmm. and my guides uh from the fifth dimension used to say it's not your time it's not now it's uh, now you have to do another thing and i said no but i want to do this (laughs) And I said, yes, you will, but not now. And <laughs> so this discussion, uh, te- teamwork. <laughs> and, 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 I, and, and there was one day that I was really, really lost. And, and they said, look, the only way you can reconnect to, uh, to us in a better way is, uh, is using a tool from the world you are so attached to now, which is a plant. And they mentioned ayahuasca and I said, No, no, no way. No way. No way. I don't want to do that. I I'm I, I was always um not against but um myself. I I I was afraid of losing control.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah, because you had a lot going on in your mind already.
1: Yeah, and I I explain these things, I, I work doing this kind of pedagogical, trying explanations of, of the universe, but my real job is to be a portal. <laughs> mm-hmm. So whenever I go, I uh, sometimes things happen that goes through me, and if I lose the control, uh, I don't know what is going through me. So I thought that with that things, I would lost the control and things would be... Uh, heavy for for the people around mm-hmm. and um so i said no 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 i don't want I don't want this and so when i uh i came back to I, I was in the states and then i came back to argentina and I said no, it's no, no, i no. just
0: have to say i can't bear it any longer there's never a podcast in history where someone would say my real job is a portal and i wouldn't stop the whole podcast <laughs> immediately immediately yeah. but <laughs> the fact that i just let that roll okay well it's, it's, i'll take i just gotta take a couple breaths here and just let it yep. go okay let it go carry on with your story matthias <laughs> we'll let we'll let
1: that one pass for now I don't yeah know. That's why it's difficult to get a visa for <laughs> me. <laughs> Occupation. Yeah. Portal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. Yeah, I, I had to do that. I have a story with that. So, <laughs> so, um, so the thing is that I, I went to Argentina uh, back home, and I lost my path. I have no idea where to go. And, and I was robbed uh, in Chile. I was crossing the border to Chile, and, and I got anything. And they said, this is it. And they said, this is it. Now you have to start again from zero so they took me everything that i had the 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 recordings that i did for the documentary the (laughs) everything so i had nothing i had no money anything so let me ask a quick let me ask
0: a quick question because it seems like your guides are guiding you to this situation it seemed like your guides had something to do with you getting robbed even in the way that you're telling the story right which means that your guides are influencing and i believe this so i don't think that i'm because i feel like there's there's forces that are acting in coherence with other beings and other things like the reason like how myself and violana my wife met there was a lot of things that had to happen yeah like we got a lot of help when
1: you pay attention
0: to find the way and and so so in this instance and you know you're kind of confirming this inherent belief like Mm. this is it's a it's just so implausible that the these connections would have made this connection and i would have met her at burning man at this time and and many i can give countless examples of these strange yeah. occurrences but it seems like in this occurrence there was even for a thief you know there was some subtle influence where they were like oh <laughs> this guy let's rob yeah. this guy the, this, they didn't yeah. understand that that was coming from an actually a benevolent force from you that was telling them yeah. to do something that they were going to do which well you know they probably got your stuff yeah, which and, is good and for them. The,
1: the people that is not guided by their own self that they are lost in the In the unconscious which is not bad it's it's not a bad thing to be unconscious but the people that usually live in unconscious are really easier to 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 modify to 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 say you go do that it's like
0: Uh because they have less choice
1: yeah less choices yeah so when you become aware it's more difficult so that's why you see so many signals because they are trying to move all around because they not they cannot move you
0: Mm. so yeah it's like you they were trying to tell you to do something all the time and you're like no no
1: i i'm not <laughs> <laughs> yes i i i always disagree but the thief <laughs> they were like
0: go steal his stuff and they're like okay we will steal his stuff i
1: will steal this stuff <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's yeah, I yeah so um so um i ended up there in chile uh, uh making the ceremony and i and i was really worried but when i had uh the ayahuasca in my hands, I said, "Okay." I, I will, I talked to the plant and I said, I will let you get inside my very last cell. So one won't go against you anywhere. And when it went inside, suddenly, uh, there was this voice of a old lady that said, there's two ways to do this. One from the, your belly down and the other one from your belly up and it was like ayahuasca
0: tells me we're going to do it both ways at the same <laughs> both time <ways>. yeah <laughs> now <laughs> yeah. and we will mix it <laughs> that's about okay you know you got yeah. you got a so choice so i said I so, so yep. i said
1: mm, from the belly up and I said uh, and i said and she says okay and suddenly i stopped feeling from my belly down i, I have no feelings at all like if there was no legs no genitals no mm. nothing no intestines nothing and i start to go everywhere and and i've been like 9 hours talking to different aspects of myself going deeper and deeper and deeper until i got to the point where i where i got like a seed of um, a crystal seed and it took me into a position of meditation that I stood there like for hours. It just looked like you were a doing a mudra, what they would yeah, call a mudra. I took that and, and, and it was in that, this position like this, uh-huh. like a mudra. And, and I, st- I was there like for hours and asking questions. And, and sometimes the answers came before I finished my question. Yeah. And... And for me, it was very, I, and it was incredible because my friends were puking around and I only could see the colors of the sounds. Like, mm, yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I had never a bad experience in the ayahuasca. Ne- yeah. I had never puked, never, nothing like nobody. And, and what happened to me was like a reconnection with myself entirely. Um, like. Uh, this is what you're supposed to do to be and but it was myself telling telling that yeah and um, they showed me what was the next step The the, the inside showed me what was the next step where i was supposed to be that do that expect or whatever so it was like perfect and i just woke up like like if nothing happened and i said okay let's go so i went to all the places that I felt did everything that I have to do, and one year after that, or two years after that, I did ayahuasca ceremony again in Peru, in Cusco. And um, and when I started, when I drank and just closed my eyes, I suddenly saw the same spot of the time before, and a voice saying, "Okay, let's start from the very beginning again." <laughs> like 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 it started from where it ended in the, in the previous one. Wow. So it didn't, make me ti- it didn't give me the time to, to prepare for a new kind of experience or something. No, it was like, okay, let's start from where we stopped before, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so it was incredible, uh, amazing. Wow. So um, I was really afraid of, of that, but I guess that I was afraid because of losing control more than what would happen.
0: I think most people are afraid of losing control. Yes, that's yes, the fear, right?
1: Yeah, of course. And losing control uh, of myself, and uh, I don't know, and uh, but for me, it was completely the the best thing uh, that yeah. that I ever that I ever did. Of course, I wouldn't recommend to do this as the first step to give <laughs> when you are trying to to start a path of awakening, mm-hmm. because I guess that. You have to be in touch with what is the spirit of the plant. What is the? What's your intention? What is the intention? It's not like mm-hmm. go to Disneyland. Uh, yeah. is 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 a is a hard work with a spirit that have been awakening people for thousands of years, and the information that the plant has is is for that. So, I felt once uh, one of my friends had small smoked marijuana before uh, the ayahuasca ceremony and the plant basically took took him from the neck and said, don't you ever do this with me again, like, <laughs> like, and make him puke a lot. And, and, and said, like, don't, don't, don't bring this child to this, to this <laughs> temple, you know, like, <laughs> it was like, wow. Well. <laughs> so, so I would, work before. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. On on PREPARE. Um, And I always say that um, the best preparation for everyone uh, in order to become a process with anything in your life, to change your life into uh, a much more aware um, consciousness or something, Um, I, I always say that there are only three things from which we can start, and then you can do whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and the three things I, I used to say that there's one for the body, another for the soul, and the other one for, for the spirit. The first one, which is for the body, is to change the way you eat. Um, is the most easy and difficult thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not about changing the way you eat according to be more spiritual. It's not that, it's about acknowledging what your body is really asking for. Mm. And sometimes the body asks for meat, it's yeah, not- Like
0: intuitive eating. Yeah. Like really listening to your body.
1: Exactly. So it's, it's, not, uh, it's not that being much more aware or spiritual, you have to be vegetarian or vegan. Uh, this is a completely different thing. When we talk about the consciousness of the universe, uh, It doesn't really matter. What really matters is to do what your body is asking for. Mm -hmm. And if you're working for your awakening and, and awareness, your body will stop asking for meat and will start to ask for fruits, plants, seeds. Why? Because to become aware, you need light. And the best beings that can manifest light into matter are the plants. Mm -hmm. so that's why basically
0: you know it's funny that one of the first times i did ayahuasca it gave me very specific dietary instructions (laughs) that i didn't listen to no and and it said eat foods that are filled with light oh like eat foods that are filled with light and it told me that super clearly and it showed me all the foods it was plants and fruits and and actually even some you know like the densest the densest foods like the cheeses and things that had to be like Mm -hmm. in a cave like cave age gruyere Uh it's delicious Mm -hmm. but like there's no light in that anymore you know or like dense meats and yeah and like the heavy the heavy aspect and i was like yeah cool and never did it (laughs) i mean i eat those things like i but i you know but i also have the intention of building a lot of muscle and being a you know an athlete and all of these different things and so my body for that purpose, will ask for other things, but I do, yeah. I do listen. But ayahuasca, in the when I was intending to become more aware, gave me a very specific diet, and the diet was like it's a diet of light,
1: yeah, like eat, diet of light, eat yes. light, mm-hmm. you know, eat
0: things that have been really touched by light, yeah,
1: and uh, animals are also light but distorted in, in with emotions, with their own history, with their own bio- biology, mm-hmm. uh, their own. Uh, point of view (laughs) also and and plants doesn't have that plants simply are and they just breathe light Mm -hmm. so if you are trying to make more clear your memory to awaken and enlighten your dna so you need things that uh manifest light right that so um so that would be the first one the other one is breathing for the soul the um All the hormones of the body Mm -hmm. are controlled by how you breathe basically and and how uh, your um, uh, endocrine system works. So you need to oxygen your blood, your body, Mm -hmm. uh, everything. And the best way to do it is um, taking deep breath and not by the mouth. The mouth was meant to be for eating, not breathing. Um, And uh, uh, breathing is... Only through the nose, in and out, from the nose, and very deep from below, from um, from the lower part of the lungs, not from <laughs> like this, in, mm-hmm. but
0: belly breathing, not yeah. chest breathing. Mm-hmm.
1: Belly breathing, yeah. So that would uh, calm the hormones, that would calm the emotions, so organize the information of the soul. So pay attention to how you breathe. There's a lot of techniques that teach how and to breathe. And really descri- we never really
0: describe. we never use the word soul so far. What do you mean exactly by soul? Soul
1: for me is energy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, soul. I don't know from where the word soul comes in English, but in Spanish is uh, alma, uh, which is anima. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it comes from, from the Latin animated, animal. Mm-hmm. So the things that move.
0: Yeah, the animus. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the things that move. So is the energy that moves you. That's the soul, mm-hmm. basically. And breathing is is is. Um, I I love to say that. Well, in Spanish it has more more sense, but because breathe uh, is another etymology. But um, uh, in Latin, uh, uh, to breathe, you may say uh, "spirare," mm-hmm. "spira." And that's the origin of the word spirit. So what is a spirit? A spirit is someone that breathes properly. So a spiritual person is the one that knows how to breathe. That's (laughs) what it means. (laughs) So it's not about beings in the universe or whatever. A a spiritual person is the one that knows how to breathe. And that connects with the entire universe. Mm -hmm. So that's the second one. Pay attention to how you breathe to order your chakras, to order your energy, everything. And the third one, which is for the spiritual realm, the the higher self, is to laugh more. Uh, Laughter is a key of high vibration. So when you laugh, the vibration goes higher. So anything that is down, you cannot feel it. Mm -hmm. So if you want to feel better in your life you have to laugh more about the bad things <laughs> and, and to be in a higher uh, resonance all the time mm-hmm. um so eat better breathe better and laugh more
0: yeah and if you've spent your whole life not doing those things very well then go you know, maybe tap to ayahuasca <laughs> yeah
1: it'll <laughs> help you help you, you out it will help you for sure you, you'll, you'll start that to clear the, out some of the problems that would be the crisis <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be the the, the crisis wave. yeah <laughs>
0: which reveals why i've had to do it so much because probably <laughs> i've done none of those things yeah that well but it makes absolute perfect sense and um you know all of these <clears throat> all of these plant medicines in the the quechua word and in, in you know the great maestro that i'm working with maestro orlando Chuandama, mm-hmm. he's from the quechua tradition they have a word called it's chakaruna which means bridge mm-hmm. and these medicines are bridges to these other aspects of ourself or other aspects of consciousness and that's what they understand the mm-hmm. as that's what ayahuasca is it's a bridge that, a bridge. that brings you to something else mm-hmm. i just have to ask in any of your um in any of your past lives were there plant medicine sacraments like in chem was, yes, of was there plant medicines that people were doing then
1: yes of course what was of it course. like not ayahuasca of course because yeah. it was in africa Egypt. Uh, yes. Uh but um I don't know how it's say in English. Amapola. Amapola. I don't know the word. In well, English. whatever, use the chem word. It's a <laughs> It's a it's a red flower. Um it grows in Middle East and Europe. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. Uh that uh, also other plants from from Ethiopia today. I don't know the names uh of them. But they were, they were used in, in like many a ceremonies. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And what was it used for? What was the purpose?
1: It was all to, uh, some of them was to clean the body, uh-huh. to clean up the whole body. And other one uh, for uh, connection completely with your higher self. In every temple in, in along the Nile, uh, we had to work for a connection with a specific part of our body mm-hmm. so for each one there was a plant a flower or uh, something like that that works specifically with certain emotion or certain things so
0: um, so it was like a journey it was like a journey through your own chakras purifying each one exactly. connecting with each yeah. one
1: that was the initiatic
0: path and that's why the in different temples for each purpose i mean what what brilliance that we've forgotten right you know that's, yeah. that's one thing you must think like obviously we've done some amazing things there weren't cell phones back then but <laughs> yeah we've done some cool shit but we've forgotten so much yeah
1: i said before we we build the pyramids but now we have internet <laughs> yeah <laughs> so
0: yeah and this is a whole other thing that maybe you know hopefully uh as i said you know i'll make the snacks really good and you know you'll yeah. like hanging out with me and we'll do a lot of these podcasts because there's a whole lot of corollary between you know what you've learned about atlantis mm. and the fall of that civilization mm. and where we are now how they used you know different structures mm. to create communication globally and how their hunger for power created and mm. and and all of these different corollaries to what we're experiencing now we've just done it in a different way but um that's for another that's for, for another, another time. show and another time. about
1: this is important to know also because sometimes we compare uh like uh if what we have now is not that good as what we had in that time, uh, it's important to to remember that 12,000 years ago, they also took a lot of time until they figure out how to build a pyramid or how to do what they were doing. They, um, they also were lost trying yeah. to figure out. Uh, and uh, they had tools to do great things as we have tools to do great things and we are still trying to figure out what are those great things? So, um, But it's a completely different story because now we are entering the age of Aquarius. Uh, since 100 years ago, we are in the transition to Aquarius, which is technology, innovation. So technology like this is the key for this new time. We are not going to not going build back. pyramids yeah. because th- this is not for the next 2,000 years. Maybe mm. it will take 10,000 years to rebuild pyramids again because it is more aligned with the purpose of that age but for this age our sacred matrix is called internet and we need to learn how to use it
0: Mm. that's inspiring actually to just think like all right we got these tools these are Mm -hmm. our tools for now we can still use some of those old tools like yeah i'm I'm probably trying to figure out what flowers you're talking about opium yeah
1: that's the name Yeah. yeah
0: so well that one we that one is is familiar of course but you know ultimately like finding out all of the different ways so that yeah we can use this technology of communication that's what we're doing right now we're doing a podcast we're yeah. reaching people this is going to go through a bunch of different machines and go through different cables and get beamed out and you know thousands thousand years ago this
1: conversation it. would be for maybe 10 people
0: exactly exactly now it's so four thousands. there's advantages to uh mm-hmm. to all of these things is there any is there any you gave some very practical is there any practical advice and i guess maybe as a teaser for something else or if there's something that comes to mind in all of your experiences there must have been some very magical things that happened with sound with frequency with people's ability to use aspects of themselves of what they were capable of to do sexual energy perhaps like to use things are are there resources that we collectively are dramatically underestimating you know that we have internally and maybe that's you know any of those things that that i mentioned like sound or our ability to you know harness sexual energy things that you knew from your other existences that you're like yeah you know pay attention to this because there's a lot of potential with these resources that we're not really utilizing
1: Mm, i i I don't know exactly um i guess that what you're saying is about some some things that we take for granted or yeah
0: things that we don't things that we take for granted things that you saw in the temples that were like amazing like i saw i experienced or i knew that people could sing in this tone in this resonance with this intention oh. and create this powerful effect or people could utilize their sexual energy in the in the process of creation and create things that would manifest right things that we say okay yeah we have sex and we sing Hmm. but we don't understand that if we use sound or we use sexuality and these are just two ideas but let's stick with those
1: oh yes yes of course uh, uh, the the power the power that we have inside the the ability to create to manifest um as i said the pyramids were built with people that were working but also singing without the specific sounds and singings, there wouldn't be pyramids today. Mm. Um, the the power that we can um, awake in certain frequencies uh, moves stones. But uh, in order to do that, the person that moves them should be very aligned with itself in every cell, like completely, like in a very deep... Um, uh, connection with itself. That's why we're the higher priest in that time. That we're doing the architectural uh, works. Um, in in we work like a battery. So uh, everything that we do normally in our life, like eating, like having sex, like uh, talking, um, are so powerful. That we are still like kids trying to play with something that is really important mm. um, talking talking is something that uh, it's is um, unique in our uh, in, in our existence, and it's the way in which you can create by frequency by resonance the universe creates everything through vibration mm. so we have the ability to create with this. And sometimes it's it's really amazing how um, a lot of people um, gets all the information that I am saying, even if they don't understand a word that I am saying, Mm -hmm. Uh, because maybe it's another culture or whatever. And they capture the information uh, beyond the words or the language, just because vibration. So the power that we have inside is infinite. It's just that we are playing with it right now. We are just trying to figure out how to use it properly. Um, So I would say as a practical thing that in order to awaken that potential, we should not try to imitate others' potentials.
0: So like not try to imitate what they did in the past. But creator own, Or what
1: others are doing. For example, uh-huh. myself trying to do what you do. Right. You know, there are some people that, that told me, I want to remember like, like you remember. But maybe they do something that is amazing and they are losing their time trying to do something that is right. the potential of others. Uh, so I encourage everyone to always look into what they love the most to do. So what is what you like the most? What is what you are good at? And sometimes um, we don't even think that that thing could change many lives. Yeah. Like maybe some, someone is, I don't know, uh, I'm really good at cooking a specific thing, mm-hmm. for example. And maybe that specific thing is what a whole country in other, co- in other continent needs. Mm-hmm. And you are just losing time saying that it's, it doesn't work. Yeah. But just because... You didn't open your mind to see where your potential is needed um so beautiful beautiful
0: reminder it's very enticing though to think like you know someone like my wife ilana you know who's an amazing singer you know i'm and i don't want to say that she's thinking about this but i imagine when you said people were building the pyramids by singing with the rocks i imagine that at some point (laughs) you're like i wonder if i can (laughs) sing the rocks (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> and i could just see her outside in our yard and singing rocks. to our boulders and moving <laughs> rocks but
2: it would you know. take much more than singing <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah but it's such good advice like like listen to what you're drawn to and listen hmm. and um and yes there was amazing things that happened you know in the past and our possibilities mm-hmm. are po- but i guess the big message is our possibilities are incredible and mm-hmm. vast and things that we think are are impossible are actually possible but follow your, your love, your passion, your genius, you know, what you're really drawn to and just open your mind to the possibility of what you can create.
1: And a reminder also for myself is that there's no rush because when you rush to go to the future, you reach the fourth dimension, which is eternity. <laughs> so mm. you will be always doing the same. Uh, so there's no rush because the universe is not about heading to somewhere. It's about moving on. And there's no place to go, no place from where we came from. It's a constant. That's the universe, a constant of time and space. So there's no end to this. So if we do everything what we do in order to finish something or to reach a point, we will never be happy because there is no point. Mm -hmm. in the universe (laughs)
0: i need that as like a ringtone (laughs) 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 every time someone texts me there is no rush (laughs) oh yes (laughs) i'll get back to you sometime (laughs) there's no point (laughs) yeah well thank you so much this is a, a beautiful enlightening podcast and hopefully uh i know we get to talk to the fit for service community tomorrow i'm really excited about that and uh yeah just thank you for for sharing this as your uh, as your second job first job being a portal <laughs> we'll talk about that at some point but your second job's pretty great too okay, i appreciate okay. you teaching and uh... <laughs> um is there anything that you want people to be aware of any projects that you're working on um any uh, any any help with your portal that you need to... <laughs>
1: <laughs> well yes i actually do um well we uh, i have been um it, since from two thousand twenty and two thousand twenty one, I've I've been three hundred and sixty five days, uh, every day going to the pyramid, to the Great Pyramid of Egypt. I was living there, and um, I was doing explanations every day. You can see it in YouTube. They are free. They are there every day. I did, but you have to be patient because I I translate myself every sentence into Mm. Spanish and English. (laughs) So uh, that was the only way I could do it in that moment. Um, So I explained every day different topic that I was downloading in the pyramid uh, regarding the I am. What is the I am? Mm. And this is a project that started uh, in February 2nd, 2020, and will end in February 22nd, uh, 2022. So, uh, we are, um, I finished one stage, which was going every day for one year, uh, doing these, um, explanations and, and channelings in the pyramid and so on. Now, this is what we call the path of the dragon, uh, traveling to certain places to connect with specific dots of the planet. Uh, that would be until uh, January. Uh, two thousand and twenty two and in two thousand and twenty and and in february two thousand and twenty two we do a big gathering in Giza in egypt. Mm-hmm. We expect more than two thousand people and uh, and we are offering different types of ways to to be part of mm-hmm. uh, for those who uh are willing to do many things and for those who just want to go to the meditations um, so it will be a 4 day event um, cool in giza cool. Uh, so you can look for that in in internet and the website is yo soy it's i am in spanish mm-hmm. <laughs> yo soy 2022.org
0: yo soy 2022.org yeah cool and, of course, I found out about you on the initiation show on Gaia. And, oh, yeah. And uh, probably lots of other places. Mm. Thank you, brother. I appreciate <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Much love.
1: <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you, everybody.
0: Thanks for tuning into this podcast with Matthias Stefano. Stay tuned for our Fit for Service 2022 curriculum drop coming next week. And of course, if you haven't seen the Darkness documentary, check it out on aubreymarcus.com. Thank you, family. I love you. I'll see you next week.